0: Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years.
1: Driven deep to left field. There it
2: goes. See ya! A long home run for Cody Ransom.
0: The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best: "Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game." This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Hey y'all! Welcome back to Playing the Game
2: podcast. We got my my uh my buddy over here and your host, Cody Ransom. What's going on everybody? We got a lot of fans in the building. Oh dude, this, Oh man, it's it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm your I'm your I'm Brock White. Hi guys. You're your
1: your Yeah, it took a little
2: second. I'm your Brock. I'm Brock. So today you guys have as your host, me and Cody. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> yeah. So It's an exciting time of year. Um, Hope. Sorry. Brain fart, but.
1: (laughs) It is an exciting time of year.
2: Yeah, we got. We
1: hope that everybody's excited about it as us.
2: Yeah, we got hunting. Like, hunting, let's see. Deer season started this yesterday. Actually started uh, over the counter here in Arizona. Archery opened yesterday, yeah. So, there's probably pictures on Instagram people in there. You know, their experiences going on in the wild. I really hope there are. And I hope you guys are out um, chasing deer, sitting water. You know, on this this time of year, sitting water wouldn't be a bad idea. But it's hotter yeah. than crap. We've also had a lot of water. <laughs> oh, that's true. So I forgot about gonna be that. be a lot
1: more water than there has been in the past.
2: Yeah, so usually when there's water like this... Sitting water is not as effective as other years in the past. So, as, if you're in Arizona, I'd probably be looking on those hillsides for them really early because yeah. it is hot. You probably got two hours in the morning, maybe, maybe an hour if you're down in the valley. And then you got right at, you know, probably an hour before.
1: You got 10 minutes before the sun goes down.
2: Yeah. So, we're going to talk today about how to prepare for your hunting for the fall. And we got, you know, a very good person here that he coaches, you know, and he strength coaches and gets people ready. I know for a fact he's had a group of dudes that were getting ready for an elk hunt. Was it last year year before? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think last year, right? Yeah. Last year. And, um, so we're going to talk about what kind of physical shape, what kind of exercises are good for getting ready to hunt, for your hunt. Also, we're going to talk about gear, um, what you should be trying to do gear-wise and what I've done, what Cody's done, mm-hmm. and, um... And how to like mentally prepare yourself, how to get ready for a hunt, how to what the pre packing schedule, like your hunts on Friday, how you do that. So let's start off with preseason <coughs> exercise. So let's see. You got a deer hunt. I have I have a bunch of hunts. Mm-hmm. I have a couple deer hunts. Yeah, you do have yeah. a couple deer. You have a Utah deer and you have oh, yeah. Arizona deer. Uh huh. So I have
1: an, I'm going to go on the
2: archery one as well. Got the so. ar, er, Yeah, the archery, and then maybe an axis yeah. hunt in oh. Uh, Texas.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. So, so if that's on the table, there's no maybe about it. Well, we're, yeah. We're you would Would you like to go with me to Texas to shoot axis deer in October ish?
1: Um. If yeah, if I'm available, I'm gone.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. That's I want to do that because I've heard access deer are delicious. I've never had it. I have as well. And I would like to get some for the freezer.
1: Is this San Antonio area, or is it? Oh, you no, know? I got. You a don't friend. have to tell me. I got a you friend.
2: He he uh, helped us on that odd ad hunt this mm-hmm. year, and he gave me. A, he has a spot for us to go. He said. Okay. Then so. yes, I would love to go. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you for the invite. So what would you say, you know, you got hiking, you got a bag on your back. Mm-hmm. It's probably on the light side, 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the hunt, right? Yeah, definitely. Because if you're doing preseason, if you're doing archery deer, you're going to have a tripod. Hopefully you have a tripod. You are talking here in Arizona, yeah. Not Arizona, like Midwest or or yeah. any of that. So, so on B- west hunting, you got a tripod, a chair is optional. Mm-hmm. Not everyone uses a chair. I use a chair; it's beneficial. Um, or you a, have hard rock. binos, at least one set of binos, and maybe a spotting scope. Mm-hmm. So your bag's gonna weigh. And then some you know, food and water and definitely need some water. Yeah, no sodas, just water. That a boy. Moving in the right direction. And for everyone here, you all know my addiction, but I have smart water here at the table. I also had a Kill Cliff and I also had a Diet Coke. Had a little bit of I a... I will uh, give you some credit, because
1: there usually would be... So if there's two water bottles, and there's two Kill Cliffs and a Diet Coke, before that was six Diet Cokes and <laughs> one <laughs> Kill Cliff. <Yeah.
2: laughs> so we're moving in the right direction. I'm drinking water. It's so. Sight, sight I actually see. got... On my RO system, I was able to put this filter in place, inline filter that puts minerals back in the water. Oh, yeah? So, it's like drinking smart water all the time. What's the pH, do you know? I don't know. I just messed you up. Sorry. So, I should test it, huh? Whatever. doesn't matter. What pH do you want it to Does be? Do you feel good? Nine plus-ish. Is that... um, If it's smart water. If it's smart water? I mean... I'm to the test the brand. You know, my father in law, like he, he knows how to te- test pH because, like, yeah. with pools. <laughs> I know. He fixed mine. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. I'm so, train wreck. Okay. Yeah. 40, 50, you know, because my pack's a little bit on the heavy side. It's probably like 50, 60 pounds. You think it's that heavy? Because, you know, I, I have a pair of 20s and I have my BTX. It, if I have everything in my pack, it's 50 pounds. Yeah. Wow. I would say mine's no more than like 20.
1: 20? Yeah. Maybe 25. I don't know. It's not very heavy. It's good. I I don't feel like I need a ton. Yeah, that's good. I had a tripod. I had binos. And then I carry my other ones on my chest. Yeah. On the, in the Sitka pack. And then, um, like water. Yeah. Um,
2: a couple bottles. And then snacks. So, I would say yeah, like I just have this problem of like just what if? Like for a while I was packing around like a varm like a full on game call like game caller. <laughs> like, like the like, heavy one. <laughs> I got like a little yeah, like, one an electric one. <laughs> battery powered one in my pack. Um but I yeah, it's so I have my binos on my chest, uh my twenties in my pack. And then I have my BTXs or my spotting scope, depending on the hunt. In there. Yeah. So then... We should weigh this out this year, just to see. Yeah, we should. My cousin, like, his is 60. Jeez. He's packing, like, for children. For a baby or something. He has, like, diapers and (laughs) things. You never know. You definitely want to have... Must in a pack <laughs> or toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. You don't I, I carry a first
1: aid kit. Oh, that's good. And I carry, uh, you know, you never know.
2: So, Especially
1: I know. you're skinning something. You cut something open, you're going to need to stop it fast.
2: Yes. So, you def- I've been told the one thing you definitely want in your pack is a tourniquet.
1: hmm
2: Like, if that's the only first aid item you have that's better than nothing. But um, I bought this first aid kit cuz on my Yukon hunt this year they said bring a first aid kit. I get it. And it's like this big. You get a big one. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> Oh, you, you got did. everything
1: in there? Yes. 500 item first aid kit.
2: I didn't it didn't look that big in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it will.
1: All right. So yeah, I mean, um Yeah, I mean, each person's individualized, but I think, you know, whatever you Whatever you need, make sure it's in there. And then if you want to put extra stuff, put extra stuff. But yeah. um, you um, got to remember, you got to carry it out, too. Yeah, that's so true. If you're planning on carrying something out. Like, I, I try and take as little as possible, but make sure I have everything I need. And then, like, you know, you get to walk around a little bit more. Yeah,
2: that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, But... Also, like, it depends on if you get a side-by-side that you're back or you're walking from the truck or, you know, whatever. Like, I, if we have a side-by-side and I, I'm i driving it out and then just walking the hill hilltops from there, yeah. like, I leave a s- lot of stuff in there. Yeah. If I'm from the truck, I take a little bit more because it's usually, you know, a few miles at least out from the truck and then yeah. you're back. So, I tend to take a little bit more if I'm doing it that way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, the least I can actually have to carry
2: around that whole time the better for me yeah so yeah i so like if i'm elk hunting my my pack is totally different Mm -hmm. because i'm not carrying tripod i'm not carrying a seat i'm not carrying the spotting scope i'm not carrying my 15s i only have the binoculars that are on my chest Mm -hmm. have rangefinder that's on my chest too with the Mm -hmm. sick and then the pack is mainly just water, snacks, a knife, first mm-hmm. aid stuff, tag. That's it. Yeah. So now you have a really light pack. So that's fun. Yeah. But then you also hike a lot more without. Mm-hmm. For sure. You're chasing. Definitely. So let's go back to preseason. You want to get in shape for uh, elk hunt. Mm-hmm. How... Where would you start off with?
1: It kind of depends on how far out you are from the hunt and like when you start. Yeah. Um, I don't know. for For me, like weak things break, so <laughs> be as strong as you can all the time. Yeah. And always trying to build strength, um, in whatever capacity that means uh, for each person or, or where they're weak or whatever. I know for me um, personally, we were just talking about it like knees aren't they get sore sometimes you know i got a lot of a lot of miles on them from uh in spikes so yeah <laughs> like uh you know trying to keep those healthy um so you spend you know a lot of time uh, making sure you feel good but building strength um add in depends on what kind of like i'm not a big runner um, yeah. for distance i don't like it my body doesn't like it um it's not something that i'm fond of but you know, I've been doing it a little bit more. Um, I can run sprints all day. Yeah. Not all day, but, like, I enjoy it, and I think I get cardio out of that. Um, uh, so my workouts kind of go from, like, heavier strength-building type workouts and sprint work to um, more with longer rest periods um, to shorter rest periods, lighter weights, Um even, at like, as high as 30 reps on some stuff just because my body tends to react good to that. Yeah. It might not be right for everybody, but... So, how many reps do you say? Like, uh, depends on the exercise, but, like, for me, um, as high as 30. As high as 30. Yeah, like, I, I do some different stuff and play around with it just because I have time to.
2: So, you'd rather do a little bit lower the weight, higher
1: reps? This time of year, yeah. So, yeah. Um, because I am trying to take it a little easier on my joints... I am trying to um, add in some aerobic-type activity yeah. uh, to increase the heart rate because we're going to be walking a lot more. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of elevation stuff. Um, we were actually at the TAC in Park City, and uh, at between eight and 10,000 feet, we got to see kind of what <sighs> where I was at, you know? Oh, yeah. So it was kind of cool to do that pre-se- pre-hunting season to kind of see, like, okay, i got to do better with this. I've got you know, six weeks or whatever. Like we can ramp this up. I've been doing some top of the type, um, 20 on 10 off, um, In. stuff on the assault bike. Yeah. Um, sprint work there. Um, we have treadmills, like put the treadmill on an incline, run on it for 20 seconds, take a break, run up for 20 seconds, take a break. Yeah. Um, do that on an incline. Um, at my house, I've got, just playing around, you remember this, but I put the treadmill in front of one of the cable machines Yeah. Um, on an incline and then hooked the cable around my waist with the weight and kind of walk uphill, weighted yeah. stuff. Um, that kind of
2: reminds me of like the running with a parachute.
1: Yeah. Do you remember that? I, I do, yeah.
2: <laughs> I did it a lot. Yeah. Sleds, parachutes.
1: Uh, yeah. I've been pushing sleds a lot more. Um, so basically that's to build more, um, I guess, aerobic capacity in my, in my legs. Um, not necessarily my lungs so much, but my legs, you are going to be walking a lot. Uh, you are going to have that build up and you have to get used to it and you have to use them. You don't want the hunt to be the first time you do that because you're going to be dying. Um, it's going to be sore. Um, like for me going uphill is almost easier than going downhill. Um, I hate going downhill.
2: It's just hard in the knees. Yeah. And,
1: you know. Right. So, like, um, you know, really strengthening around the knees has is, is been something that I've really been working for. Um, because I did notice in Park City coming down with like my knees were going, oh, we don't like this. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a thing right now. It's like, um, so it's five sets. First set's 30 reps, 25, 20, 15, 10.
2: Yeah. 30, yeah, that's right. 20. 20, 30,
1: 25, 20,
2: 15, 10. So you're doing like. So
1: ascending weight, five. Five rounds. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Okay. Five rounds. Um, and how many? Ascending weight, descending reps. So the reps are going down, the weight's going up. So you do lightweight, and as you go down, you raise the so, weight. Yeah, so like the 10 is heavier weight, reps are obviously lower. But I get a little more, like, I see more results out of that now. Because when I, the whole time I played, um, I always trained in a in a lower rep range that was more for power and strength than yeah. it was for hypertrophy. So, so I wasn't really, really trying to build um, size. Yeah. I was always trying to um, just be powerful. Yeah. And so, like, I would do as heavy as possible for one to eight reps, depending on what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so... My body kind of over 20 years of playing got used to that. Now that I'm done, I can go at lighter weights. Strength's not what it used to be, but I feel like I'm strong enough. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm lying. I, you never feel like you're strong enough, right? Like, yeah. you always want to be stronger, but um, for this, I feel like uh, we're in a good place. And going lighter, my joints get a little more rest um, as far as. The impact that they take, and I feel like I get more cardio workout, aerobic work out of it. Yeah, but still keep the strength base and even build muscle out of it.
2: Yeah, totally. I like the um, high reps, low weight, and then kind of swap as you go down. And I've even done it where it goes down in
1: the back up, like a pyramid. And how many exercises are you doing? Are you doing... So, six exercises per body part, typically, if I'm doing something like that. Yeah. Um, But five to six exercises per body part. and
2: um, Do you do it in a a rotation, or do you sit on one exercise and... I do, like, an upper-lower split. Okay. So, I don't really
1: do, like, I'll do a push, or I'll do a push day and a pull day, depending on kind of which program I'm in. So yeah, kind of alternate every four to six weeks just to keep everything guessing. Yeah. I keep the body. Yeah. So I, I really like, I'm a huge fan for me personally of like a push pull on the same day of like antagonistic muscles. So like a, a chest and a back, mm-hmm. right. A push and a pull uh, upper body. And then, uh, you know, a lower body day where we can squat and maybe do sleds or leg curls or RDLs or something like that. Yeah. Um, I've been deadlifting again recently, um, which is something that I kind of cut out for a while, and I don't really know why I cut it out. Yeah. Honestly, as you get older, you should probably do that more because um, you need to pick stuff up. Yes. Um, I am going to do the squat-tober and Squ- dead, December this year. So, squat uh, With, uh, with short So, yeah. what,
2: you just squat every day or what?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they've got a squat thing in October, and they've got a deadlift thing in December, and I'm going to follow it, so... Cool. That's I'll, coming. I'll do it too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did it last year, and it was like, it's cool. Yeah. I did my own program as well, so it was like a two a day thing. Yeah. And uh, sure, why not? It's there. Do Total. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I have added a lot of treadmill stuff. I have a step mill at the house as well, so I I do that. Uh, I've been doing that. So. Like with that, I've been jumping on the step mill for like five minutes at a decent pace and then go out and shoot ten arrows. And then come back in and jump on and go out and shoot ten arrows. Like
2: I'll do that for... Explain uh, why that's important. (sighs) Like shooting (coughs) while you're working out. For me, I like it because it's kind of realistic. Like it puts you in
1: a state where you're tired and breathing heavy and you have to go out and slow your breathing and steady yourself and then make the shot. Yeah. Um, And when I say I take 10 shots, they're all at a different target, all at a different uh, yardage. And so, like, you've seen my house. I've got, like, five different targets set up, six different targets set up from different areas, and I can shoot at those anywhere from 30 to 90 yards if I want. So, like, I can back up and shoot, come forward and shoot, you know, whatever. So I kind of try and make all of those shots different uh, yardages. So I have to get there, adjust, make sure I move my sight, and I'll run from target to target out there. So, mm. like, you get there, you shoot, and I've got 20 seconds to make the shot. Yeah. And so I'll go out, slow your breathing real quick, have to make the shot, and then run to the next one, and then have to make the shot from there. So I'm, I don't know, I'm an idiot, but it's kind of cool. It's fun, no, it's I fun for me. Like, it's, it's stupid, but I'm competitive, and I have to play a game with myself or I won't do it.
2: So my – uh first archery hunt i ever had i had um is this elk hunt unit seven and i had worked as hard as i could shooting i was like i never you know i i never put in that much work for anything because was my first year hunting and i just kind of killed you know I probably need to do more on the, uh, looking back, I'd spend a lot of time shooting and not so much time working out and cardio. But I could, I was younger, so I weighed a lot less, and <laughs> I was dumb, you know, I could mm-hmm. but I so I, I hike up to the top of the peaks, San Francisco peaks. We get up above 10,000 feet. And we start calling, and the bull comes running in, and I go to pull my bow back, and I can't pull it back. (laughs) And I'm like confused in my head. I'm like, what? I'm like shaking. (laughs) And I wasn't gonna shoot this bull. No, I wasn't gonna shoot it. But I was practicing pulling it back. When I went to go pull it back, I didn't know if I wanted to shoot it or not. As I'm like shaking trying to shoot it, I realized it's not something I want to shoot. And then I was like, what the heck happened, dude? <laughs> like, yeah. The, what happened was I hiked up this mountain and it smoked me yeah. and I wasn't prepared. I just man. Wasn't,
1: weren't ready. Yeah. yeah Oxygen so. ran out of the muscles, man. You had nothing left.
2: Dude, so that's for real. Like, you could really is. You can shoot and you could feel like, that bow is so easy to pull back mm-hmm. and then you go hike a bunch and your breathing's up, mm-hmm. everything's up and you can't pull your boat back right. anymore, dude. <laughs> Usually adrenaline's going to kind of help
1: kick that in. So you yeah. can pull it back. But like, if you're smoked, you're smoked. Yeah. And if you get something at the end of the day or third or fourth day and you, you know, you've been doing it for all those days and you just got nothing left. That's like, so it's super important. That's why I say snacks. Like, Nutrition during the whole thing. Yeah. You know, being hydrated. Like, those all play into it. Um, <laughs> that's a funny
2: story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't pull my bow back, man. I was, like, so confused because it's not like I was lifting anything with my arms. Right. You're like, mm-hmm. but just that hike, taking all the energy out, right? I mean, altitude is no joke. Was, I we're actually, at, like, 10.5. Yeah.
1: I actually have one of those altitude training masks Yeah. that I end up using, like, a few weeks before we go. Yeah. Uh, like, if we go up 27 or lag no,
2: or any of those. Yeah, like, I noticed, like, once, for me, when we get to altitude, like, it's, like, two, three days for me to adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm probably the same.
1: Like, I noticed in Park City, like... Oh, it was harder, oh, it was hard, man. Well, I mean we're going from fifteen hundred here we were or, at eight huh we're at eighty five we started it. uh we started the th- the thing at like uh right at seventy eight and it went up to about ten
2: thousand yeah up there um, that could, day. it felt like that's legit, I could not breathe i <laughs> yeah i mean like like i said we're
1: coming here from fifteen hundred feet, yeah, straight up there and go. That was the first time... Plus, we did... that. that I mean, we did... Two... 15 miles that
2: day, right? Yeah. Or was it, it, was close? A lot. it was a lot. And... Because yeah, we did two rounds. We put... It felt like... Someone put a rag over your mouth. <laughs>
1: it was tough. You wish they would have. You wouldn't have swallowed that bug.
2: Dude. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> breathing as hard as I can in. And I'm hiking up this hill, and I have my mouth so open, just trying to suck as much air in, as I can. And... As I'm sucking air like a freaking shot back, I just suck up this bug the size of my fist, it felt like. And I just start, ch- like, like heat, just dry heaving. I thought you were going down. I'm dude, I couldn't breathe. Plus, now I'm choking on a bug. And I really thought you might go down. Cody's like, dude, least you got some protein. Protein. You got some Smaller protein there, man. Like It was big. It was a big one an egg was worse. Yeah, but I took a little break. I didn't hike <laughs> down and get there every time after that. But then, that was a tough course. Like, I'm not going to
1: lie. It was tough. But it, but that's that was realistic. You know what I mean? I've like been on
2: some elk hunts where that you felt like that when you were done. You know? Yeah. But, you know, if, if you get one, it's worth it. If you don't, it's a waste it, of time. It's, it, you know what's funny is when when you get real adrenaline – that starts pumping, all the pain goes away. Like, you can run up that hill. Oh, it's so weird, dude.
1: Until you're done, and then you're like, damn, I shouldn't have done that.
2: Yeah. I like... It's so weird when real adrenaline hits you. Yeah. Like, when you're shooting, pulling arrow, you're pulling back, whatever you're doing, it changes everything.
1: Like, when that thing bugles 20 yards from you, and your hair on the back of your neck stands up, and that's real
2: adrenaline. Yeah. Um. So... Everybody listening, if you haven't started getting ready, it's not too late. Get ready. Get ready. It's a little late. It's you got like, a month left. Like, if, if you're elk hunting,
1: you got three weeks or a month left. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, Terrence, elk hunt is three weeks away. My yes. deer hunt's a week away. Oof. Yeah. I really pumped Which up. Home? The In Utah. Utah. Yeah, so I've been... Doing archery there. Yeah, I've been shooting twice a day. I got one workout a day in. I've been doing a lot of what Cody says, like rotating, inserting the assault bike into my round. I've been doing, like, four or five rounds um,
0: with about six exercises. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball softball, after-school youth programs, hunting or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Rolly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Rolly White is family owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all wanna beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. It really helps. I mean, anytime
1: um, you can get at that in, it's it's just going to make it better. Yeah. I mean, you got a rower sitting here. You can jump on that thing. You jump, I know you probably don't like it as much.
2: I, I did the rower and a the bicep bike today. Though.
1: How's the bicep? Is it coming?
2: Um, So I have a torn. Yeah, and jealous. yeah, and I just I'm I'm so sick of being hurt. I'm just I'm just doing it. Hurt or injured, different. Both. Okay. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> sick of injuries, and I know I shouldn't be doing any of the things I'm doing that they're bad for. But part of me is like, I'm gonna get through this hunting season. I'm gonna be ready for it, and then we'll deal with it when it's over. After. Yep. Yeah. Well. So, well, it? it's torn. It's not going to come... It's not... Tendons just don't go back together, so... We'll just... Uh, Depends on... You might get stuff the, you put in it. Yeah. I, I might need <laughs> that lady. <laughs> so, um. yeah. Get out there and get on the bike. Get walking. Do whatever. Get the heart rate up. Shoot some arrows. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I think if you... Try to simulate, like, uh, getting your heart rate up and pulling an arrow back, right? That would be great. I mean, at least shoot when you can and
1: do some kind of, like, if you can do loaded walking, hikes, treadmill with a load. Yeah. Pack, uh, sandbag, uh, weighted vest, something like that on. It's going to make all that other stuff easier because it's going to be realistic. Like, if you've got a 25-pound pack, walk with a 40-pound vest. Yeah, that's a good idea. Walk around. Just walk around flat. Yeah. If that's all you can do. If you can get on a treadmill with an incline, do that. If you can go to the mountains and do it, do it. If you can get on a step mill, do it. Yeah. Um, Because that is going to replicate what we're trying to do as much as anything. Yeah. But bottom line is just try and be in as good a shape as you can. Um, It's going to make the experience better, one, because you're not going to feel miserable. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to make... the hunt better. You're going to be able to probably make a better shot. You're going to be able to get to where you need to get to. Um, like, there's a lot to it. And the fit, the outdoor industry and the fitness industry that have combined are pretty impressive. Like, we saw a lot of stuff at TAC. But, like, you see a lot of these people now, the outdoors people, right, in the, in the outdoor circle, mm-hmm. are in shape. Oh, yeah. like, like, they're really, they take it serious. There's a few people I think that's come from, like,
2: you know. But think about it. Like, if you're in Arizona and you get drawn for Alec, how long do you wait for that Alec tag? A while. You know. Yeah, a long time. So you don't want any excuse of why you couldn't get the job done.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: And everyone, listen, like, you waited a long time for this. It's okay to go, in my opinion, it's okay to go spend some money on binos or a tripod or a new bow cuz like you don't get this tag every year. You oh, know, make yeah. sure your equipment is good. Make sure it's you never want to fail because of your equipment. Your equipment never. needs to be good for you, not for somebody else. That's true. So like your rangefinder
1: needs to be set to your bow with your arrows. Yes. The big difference. You need to have a set of binos that you trust. That you can find stuff with. If you need to go rent them, rent them. If you can't afford to buy them, you can rent them. Or do
2: the classic, like, buy Cabela's and bring it back after the hunt. I didn't say that. Broad kid. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But, uh, you know,
1: but make sure, like, the stuff that you get is dialed to you. Don't just use some bow or some rifle that you've never shot or a bow that you never shot or just grab arrows because they're different. They fly different. You know, when you pull back your. Your positions are different, all that stuff. So you need to make sure that everything. You can't borrow a bow. You can borrow it, but you need to set that thing up for you.
2: (laughs) I might need to change your bow around if I'm borrowing it. But you can't take somebody's bow and just go on a hunt. If you take a bow, you got to have a couple months under your belt shooting that thing. And probably a couple hundred, two, three hundred arrows gone through it with you shooting it. And that's
1: twofold. That's for your peace of mind and also so you can make a humane shot on the animal. Like, you don't want to take some irresponsible shot
2: and wound something and not be able to find it. On th- and to add on that, um, I would suggest never shoot at a range you have not shot at before yeah, and sure. proficient. Yeah, Like, so, if I'm shooting a rifle... You see a lot of commercials about guns being 1,000-yard guns, and you just buy this box of bullets, and you can shoot 1,000 yards. Well, there's a lot that goes into that. It's not as easy as that. Yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot going into a 100-yard shot mm-hmm. with a bow and a 500-yard oh. shot with a gun. Now, the gun and the bow are the same thing. If you haven't shot that far, do not take the shot. During season, even if that, like weapon I would, will shoot that. I've far. shot stuff at a thousand yards with my gun, but I haven't done it consistently. So I I go to where I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. So I've killed a deer at 750. So, and you know I won't do it with every gun. I only do it with the gun <laughs> I know I've done mm-hmm. that distance at. Right. So like. There's a couple of guns I haven't been able to shoot out that far, so I'm not going to do that with that yeah. gun. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so make sure you are proficient with your weapon and the distance that you're willing to go. And have that distance in your mind. Yeah, one that you would like to. What Like, you need to have a sweet spot where you want to get to. Yeah.
1: And anything inside that's, you know, a home run.
2: You know, like, if it's 60 yards, it's 60 yards. And don't waver. Right.
1: You know? Well, that's, like, in my house, you know, you've got trees and shrubs. And, like, I'll shoot shots on purpose to see, like, where the apex of the arrow is and, you know, how much it's going to drop and can I make that shot through that window. No. Like, I've actually trimmed shrubs just to do that. Yeah. Like, I've cut pieces off where the shrub looks terrible but i want to i want to make that shot through that window. Yeah, you want to practice. i want to practice it so i can see even though i'm aiming within the shrub. Yeah. I know it's going to fall into yeah. into the into the target. It's going to go over that spot i'm aiming but my aim point is actually lower than that. It's yeah. actually, you know what i'm saying? So
2: that's I, a good practice. Like there's some that's for everyone out there like hey, that's something that you might be able you might have a shot opportunity where you can't see the full body of the animal, but if you practice with that arrow falling in, you could take that shot.
1: Yeah. Because you know that it's going to go over what you can't see. Yeah.
2: We saw, we shot, me and you and Mike, we shot at that elk. The only thing you could see on it was the, it's hump. Oh, the. Is that 95 yards? Yeah. yeah. Is that, you could see the top of it's back like hump, 95 yards. And we all like a ring that thing. We all did it, and so we. I enjoy those shots. I love practicing shooting, and there's, and that there's shots. If you're shooting up hills, like I had a shot last year, and I, I kind of think about it. Like I could see his horns, I could not see the body. Could I? Have, could I have done that shot? I don't know. I, I did it. if you can't see any of the body, no. I didn't do it. I couldn't see the body. I could see his horns. Like with the, deer,
1: with the elk we yeah. shot at, right? It was 95 yards, ranged it. I set mine at 93 and aimed at the top part because I knew it was going to fall. Two yards for me is about a foot at yeah. that range. Yeah. Eight inches, nine inches to a foot, right? So all in the kill zone. So I set my sight to 93, even though it was a 95, and let it fall two yards. And that's that's how I took that shot not aimed lower at 95 I don't no I just wanted to try it and see if it worked and it was it worked did. so like that cuz that takes all the other part out of it for me yeah like okay 95 at the top let's aim a little lower and then right versus aiming at the exact spot on him and knowing it's going to fall yeah cuz it gave me something concrete to aim at which for me it was more important
2: Okay, so we've gone over exercising, we've gone over shooting your bow, shooting your rifle, making sure you're proficient, and hey, if you borrow, so many people borrow a gun from somebody, Mm -hmm. but go shoot that thing. Go shoot it. Shoot it a lot. Shoot it. It's expensive to practice, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's fun to go practice. It's hard to make time, but make time, it's well worth it, because you don't want to get in the field. And have that shot that you wish you could have taken,
1: yeah, and if you don't, just give us your tag and we'll take
2: it we'll take it. <laughs>
1: we'll find time
2: um, so we've gone over that. let's go over preparing your week away. How important is it to start packing early instead of like the night of what you tell me well, I'll <laughs> tell you that i there's many night dubs that I'm packing. Why don't we talk about Terrence Hunt last year that you
1: were on? Terrence Where Hunt. you packed the night before.
2: Yeah. Terrence. Oh, yeah. So, I packed the night before, rushed it, and I forgot my rain gear. And what happened? Oh, I saw it. So, it rained. <laughs> it snowed and rained, and I was like almost got hypothermia. And uh, it was a mess. <laughs> That's why. That's why you pack a week ahead. Yeah, so yeah, make a checklist. Like, I mean, there's
1: online checklists now you can find anywhere, right? What yeah. do you need for this in your pack? You know, clothes, whatever. Make it. Like, go ahead and have your pack done now. Yeah. You know, if you've got a bag and that's all it's for, put it in there.
2: Yeah. You can go every night, go in there. And, so, right now, that's what I'm doing. I actually got, like, my bat, like, all my camo and all the clothing is all packed away and now I'm going to go get my backpack all packed up and um, I, you're right man like have a checklist double check it the last thing you want to do is get to your hunt and forget Mhm. Oh, and forget some important things like ring gear yeah and even if you don't think you need ring gear bring it yeah I mean what's it hurt to have it yeah doesn't and they make these these ring gears that you just they they ball up into like this little ball, yeah, and you throw it in your pack and you forget about it, yeah, there's some stuff that never leaves my pack, yeah, ever,
1: and there's some stuff that never leaves my bag, and then I just throw everything else in there, I don't throw it, I meticulously pack everything else in. yeah, I make like I'm a little o c d when it comes to packing and I make a list and i checking yeah. that's going on a trip for the night yeah like i don't want to not have something that i want i think that was from all the years of playing and well you travel around a lot i traveled like weekly yes yeah, so having
2: that list probably pretty important
1: get good at it at that part of it like so that's that makes me know that i'm ready like i don't want to go on a hunt or anywhere really and and feel unprepared because if yeah. you forget something, like, in the back of your mind, like, it it wears on you, right? Like, yeah.
2: You want to be the guy that's at camp that's, like, somebody's like, oh, I forgot this. You're like, oh, I got an extra one. <laughs> Here you go. That's you. <laughs> so, I don't have rain gear, but I got four jackets. I got four jackets. None of them are waterproof. <laughs> um, so this year, what I've been doing is I got, since I got multiple hunts, Like, I have a hunt where I get home, and the next day I leave to Canada. So, I got to have that bag, like, pretty, like, dialed in. Canada bag. Canada bag. You're taking a different bag. Yeah, different clothes, different everything. And so, what I'm doing is I have bags, and I got, like, four different bags. One's for my shirts, my camo shirts. One's for my pants. Ones for, like, underwear, socks. And they're all in their own bag. So I get there, and I just kind of set them out. So I'm not, like, digging through my pack, and it's a mess. It's just they all have their own bags. And then I got a dirty clothes bag. I throw them in the dirty clothes. And and then when I get back, I throw all of them in the washer. Wash them. Wash them, and then I put them back in their bags. Yeah, I don't do that. That's just something I started, and it's helped me, like... Pack for the next hunt yeah. pretty easily, you know. And that way, I don't forget the ring gear. Yeah, but um, like I pack personally, I pack like each
1: day. Yeah. So like, here's clothes for this day, socks.
2: Do you pants, have it like whatever. outlined like in the bag, like your suitcase? Like day one, day two. Yeah, yeah. So you have pants, shirt. Yeah, I'll just underwear. stack them, stack them, stack them. Oh, that's 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 something new for me. Never That's how I that. pack my suitcases too. Days. Yeah, like I'm going to be there five days.
1: Instead of like two, shirts, two, three,
2: four, pants, like, you'd pack
1: this. Yeah, like I need shorts and a shirt or pants and a shirt and a yeah. long sleeve shirt and thermals and a yeah. jacket for this day and socks. Yeah. There's there that day. Yeah. Here's the next day. Here's the next day. That's cool. And so I know I have enough for every day. Yeah. And then extra socks, extra underclothes. And then you have
2: just extra.
1: Yeah. And if I need something extra, we pull it from day five and day
2: one stuff gets washed or whatever, right? Yeah. Because you have some stuff that swaps over like jacket or whatever. Yeah. That you wear every day.
1: But Yeah. yeah. So that's like I do it daily. That's cool. I and like that, that way I know like that day is taken care of. This day is taken care of. Yeah. And if I only have three days worth of clothes, but I got five days, then somewhere in there I got to wash.
2: Yeah. That's which, cool. Which is cool. Like it. That's something new. Didn't know about that. Everybody. That's. Yeah. People listening. That's a pretty good idea. It's just my way. I, I like it. it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, I, I got, I started this new thing with these dry bags, but um, that's just because before I was a complete mess, and my suitcase looked like, <laughs> like, like any, like it would look like as if you were packing like an hour before the hunt. Because you did? Yeah, because I pretty much did. So this Also, because I want to take as few bags as possible. Yeah, so you don't want to bring extra clothes. No, I'll bring extra. That's fine as long totally. as it fits in the bag that I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. This way is very precise. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um. So, if you guys have any other tips, maybe uh, we like tips. Throw us a DM. That's right. And uh, maybe you DM us, and we'll actually look at them this time. <laughs> 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 well, we'll uh we'll read them. We've always looked, but nobody sends anything. Oh. <laughs> I was just hoping I didn't look the, the the box is full. Oh, maybe that's it. Well, Ryer, our, our producer Ryer hasn't told us about him Maybe he's answering without telling us. Maybe maybe he's pretending to be us. <laughs> that's that's fine. The Red Velvet. Red Velvet. My daughter thinks he's a leprechaun. That's awesome.
1: He might be, who knows. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, what is your uh what like what's your go-to camo? I obviously for me, but I like so I really like the Apex pants uh, from Sika. Um they use those in all weather or just here? I I can use it everywhere. Really? Yeah. Um and then there's Ascent pants shirt. Um, that's mm-hmm. a very good tot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like Arizona. Yeah, those are the ones I wear often. They're a t- the Apex is a lot quieter than the Ascent. Ascent can be a touch a little bit loud. If you're rifle hunting, it's not a problem. Um, you just have to be aware of that when you're stalking on a deer. Because yeah. it is a little touch, a little Heavy, but um i really like they i have the the mountain pant the timberline pant i like them all i i go towards the traverse and the apex pants are my favorite mm-hmm. um and then they make a lightweight hoodie um it's just a Is that the core hoodie core lightweight hoodie yeah I really like that, with a, a then a shirt on top of that. I really like that system right there, and then have your jacket, which uh, for early in Utah, just like the jet stream jacket. Then you'll take it off once the sun comes up. Um, but if we're hunting late, really cold stuff, then I'll do. Um, I'll do a uh, thermal. Asika makes some thermals that I have. That yeah. They're yeah,
1: su- they merino wool, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: surprisingly very comfortable in the bottoms and tops. So I'll do the thermal. I'll throw the the hoodie on, then I'll throw my shirt on. Then, depending on how cold it is, if it's really cold, then I'll have this Kelvin down that doesn't have sleeves. So the, I don't have best. to like... Yeah. Kelvin. Uh, sleeve. No, actually it has like many sleeves. Like short sleeve. Oh, really? It's really cool because if you're... Think about it. It's giving you layers, but when you put your arms through, you're not like trying to put everything through. Yeah. Um, and then top it off with a mountain hoodie or the jet stream, depending on what we're doing. But I really like that Kelvin short sleeve, down, um, and then I just got a down jacket from them. I'll tell you what, they work really good. Um, you have to be aware that it will, they rip easy if you're going through some brush. So that's just something to be aware of. So if that's the case, you want to put that down on with a jacket over the top. So you you save your down, but it got to be pretty cold if you're gonna do that. So, gotcha. Um. Yeah that that's my go-to. How about you?
1: Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Um, I think I think this year I'm gonna try and order some of the uh, the new Whitetail print. Yeah. For the for the late hunt because yeah. it's got oh uh, the colors kind of go with the units we're in. So, yeah. It's like a little it's a different pattern for them. Yeah. I really like that. I think I'm going to go with them. Uh, they have a Merino heavy, heavyweight, like half zip jacket. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an over the top jacket. I think I'm going to go with that. And then um, just a, like a long sleeve tee under it. And yeah. then probably a vest over the top of that. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if the Merino has the hood or not. They make, one, one of them has like a hood on them, it and one doesn't. Yeah. And I can't remember if that does. But if I can get like a. So, a, a, a t shirt, a base layer, you know, and then a t shirt, and then the like some kind of hoodie or, yeah. or you know, zip, quarter zip or half zip, and then a vest over the top of that. I'll usually be warm enough. Beanie and. Once some you pants start with hiking. Thermals. Yeah, I want layers because you're cold when you start. When you're moving, you get hot. When you sit to glass, you get, cold. you get cold again. So, I want something I can put on and off quick. Uh, that will fold up, roll up, put in my bag. Easy. Um, so it doesn't take up a lot of space. But I can take it out quick and put it on. Yeah. Um, and so I tend to do a lot of layers. Um, and it, it, you know, usually keeps me all right. But when I'm sitting glassing, I want something, you know, warm I can put on and sit there and not worry about shivering. Yeah. Like I don't want, like you want to be really comfortable when you're glassing. Um, just because if you're not, you're not gonna, you know, take the time to do what you need to do. So, if you can get in a position where you're you're nice and warm, comfortable, when it's cold out, right, and 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 glass like you should, you're gonna you're gonna do better. But layers for me are the big thing. So uh, the ascent pants are are great for warm stuff. The warm ones, right? Those are the thinner ones. Yeah, yeah. So I wear a lot of that. The ascent pants and top. Um, it's like the real th- paper thin hoodie, almost. You know, it's yes. it's like really, really thin. Yes. But it keeps the sun off me too. Yes. You know, when it's hot, and complete camouflage. So, um, yeah, well, I'm interested. I'm gonna try some of the new stuff for the cold. We haven't like elk hunt last time we went was pretty was warmer. Yeah. Um, it wasn't snow or anything yet, so it was actually a warm warm hunt. A lot of us had like shirts, you know, short sleeve shirts on. Um, end of September. So that was the last outcome we were on. So didn't need like a lot of warm stuff. Mm-hmm. Um So this year is probably the first year that I'll have to wear that again out in the winter. Because um, even like over-the-counter deer last year was the only tag I had and that was here. You know, it was yeah. it was cool in the morning, you put a coat on and over your camo but by the time you were done glassing, the coat was off and it was just like a roll-up puffy jacket, you know, yeah. like the I think I have a Columbia one rolls up and sticks in my bag and goes right in the bottom without. Yeah. That's nice.
2: Yeah. Cause you, you never know, like sometimes it gets cold depending where you're at. Yeah. Early morning, late night, especially or, in the desert you know, when the sun afternoon. goes down, yeah,
1: it gets cold quick and then you jump in the side by side to get back to the truck or whatever. And it's, it's, it's chilly. Yeah. yeah. But I keep gloves and a jacket in there, you know, for whatever and. Yeah, you never know. You never do. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the Sitka stuff is, is great, great for layering. Um, yeah. You know, it's none of it's too, like, cumbersome and thick. You know, you can put it on, and on the under layers and the base layers, you can put them on and layer up and not feel like you're Frankenstein walking around. You
2: know, you can still that, move well, and you can that's still. That's the move. best thing about them right there is, like you said, you don't feel like Frankenstein. Yeah. Well,
1: I, I think, who was it? Barclay was doing some layering thing, right? Yeah. He said, you, here's, the, here's the items you need. Yes. I think it was on his Instagram page. I saw it, but, like, here's here's how you layer this stuff up, and it's all you're going to need. Yeah. And so, tends to know. But, yeah, if you. Well, I'm going to follow the instruction.
2: Yeah. Successful people are people that find professionals and listen to them. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Don't be prideful and think you know more than the pro. You know, don't be that guy. You might. Who knows? I don't, but yeah,
1: you, you might. All right, not me. me. Well, not you, but, you know, you as in a you.
2: Maybe somebody does. Somebody might, but, but I don't. If they are, it's because they're a professional also. Maybe they want to be a professional. Yeah. Um Maybe they stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> That's most of the people right there. Or they just watched YouTube a lot or TikTok or something. <laughs> um, and we're going to try to get some people on the show, um, some friends,
1: mm-hmm.
2: on their, the, after their hunts, and they can tell us how it went. Yeah. So If you're one of those people yeah, and those. you go on a good hunt you have a story that you want to share... Success or failure, go ahead and DM us. Yeah, DM we don't, us. I don't, and Cody knows this, to me, a good hunt doesn't always end with a dead animal. The best hunts do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there's some really good hunts that, like, you have a great experience and and you can talk about it and you're with good people and, you know. It, you saw animals and you were on them. And like uh, we had deer hunts last year that, you know, over and over and over that we just could not get close. And I was, it yeah. was after one deer. Like I was after one. Yeah. And I could not just get close enough to them.
2: That's, um, that's awesome, man. Well, you got close a couple times. But I didn't the, get close enough to shoot. Well, the the wind, sometimes there's things that blow it for you that's yeah. out of your control. Wind swirled, and they were gone, and that's why he was so big. Yeah. Because
1: he's smarter than I was. Yeah, the, the ones that stick around usually get shot. Yeah. But, like, you know, you get to where you're almost in range to take a shot, and the wind swirls. Then you're, like, in the same spot you're in. For the last hour and yeah. they didn't see you, and then all of a sudden you get a swirl and it's over. Yeah, and so a lot of times you don't do anything wrong, and nature wins. <laughs>
2: that's uh, that's that's why it's not called shooting. Oh no. yeah, so, yeah. So last year I remember the buck I was on. Yeah, man, I made a couple good stocks, and for me, if you know me, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Like, because when Cody told me he got within 100 yards of a Coos deer, I was like, that's success, buddy. That's success. <laughs> I was
1: 67 yards from that deer. Yeah, 67. With no
2: shot. Yeah, because a cactus was in the way, right? Yeah, he was laying right behind a cactus. And then the doe walked off, and he just followed her? The doe just walked off. They didn't know I was there.
1: She got up and walked off. She turned, so knew something wasn't right. Like, when she got about 30 yards from him, he never got up, laid there. He was facing where I was at. He had moved from when we glassed him up. I had to go down and round, yeah. come back up over the top of the cliff. And uh, he was facing me, but directly behind, like, this big cactus. Yeah. A prickly pear, like, laying under, like, zero holes in it. No shot. I could see his antlers sticking up. That was it. And the doe turns and walks up the hill for 30 to 50 yards, like, keeps going. Turns around, like, looks at him. He doesn't move. She trots up the hill nice and slow. Gets to the top, and I'm, like, looking at him, like, Okay. He's going to I'm fall. sitting there for 15 minutes, right? He, Finally, gonna... she gets to the top. I draw back. Yeah. And I'm like, he's got to get up sooner or later. I draw back, and he, so he's facing me, and somehow he turns, and he's facing dead away from me. Yeah. By the time he gets up. And so I've got his butt facing me, and he's going straight up the hill. Walking? Like, jogging. But, like, straight, like, Straight away from me. And he's just trotting up the hill.
2: And I got no shot. He's... He, he, I guess he's gonna get... That's tough,
1: man. That's, but they, they trotted up over. Went around the side where my buddy was. Yeah. And he never saw him. But they went, like, right over towards him. Got the slip. That's called getting the slip. That's why they're called the ghost. The great ghost. But they, like, yeah, I mean, it was, like, shoes were off. You know, my boots were up the hill. My pack was up the hill. I got it on video from, like, through the spotting scope from, or through the binos from, like, you know, 700 yards away. He's yeah. Just looking. I watched this thing for three hours. It's a bummer. You know, but I think it was, like, I did everything I could have done. Yeah. Except come up maybe thirty yards shorter or thirty yards further, so I would have had an angle. Yeah. And that's I don't right. know that I would have. But where I was at, the rocks that I said I need to come out on when I was glassing, I came directly out on. Mm. Like that's I said I need to get to that spot to take a shot. And you got there. And I got there. And I looked over the top and I was like, You gotta be kidding me. He's just there's him. a cactus there. But the cactus was behind a shrub that I couldn't see from where I was at. Mm. Yeah. And so there's a big shrub, um, you know, tree shrub kind of deal. And like the cactus was past that. Yeah. And so where I was at looked like he was just behind the tree where he was actually laying from where I was at behind those cactus. So, you know, by the time I got there, I, I didn't have a shot. And it was a heartbreak. He's a big one, he's good. Yeah. That's a uh, big that's body fun. and you know whatever. But that was like the last day of the season too. That was the last yeah. day. Yeah. So
2: he's still alive probably. Well, yeah, there's no well, a- unless a mountain lion or coyote's got him. Usually white tail make it.
1: I'm just saying. The only thing that could have killed him legally <laughs> was was an animal. <laughs> yeah, another or animal. he died, right? So like,
2: uh, I'm anxious to go back out there. Well, if he's breeding, he's, uh, not, he's not too old, so he's not right. going to die because he's...
1: That's what I mean. Yeah.
2: But, like, something killed him?
1: A hunter in season could not have killed him. Yeah. Because I left him at sundown the last day. Yeah, that's true. So, unless he died yesterday... I'm saying no. I don't know. Maybe he did. But... I'm definitely going back there. There's way more water
2: there this year, which is going to be good. Well, it's good for fawn production mm-hmm. because uh, healthier deer means that healthier babies.
1: Yeah. Plus, it's late, It's cooler than it has been here, so maybe they're down in that area and, you yeah. know, whatever. So, I don't know. I'm going to go check it out, though. Um, Got My buddy was supposed to go out today. See if he did.
2: Yeah, see see what he reports mm-hmm. yeah. today well, and maybe tomorrow. Hopefully, I next time we've got a good t- story to tell. If I go out at Sunrise tomorrow
1: and get him, we're doing a podcast tomorrow and I don't care what you say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> don't have to pull my arm. <laughs> yeah. You're actually going to come out and help me. Yeah, I'll Pick come him pack up. it out. You're going to help me drive him out. Well, usually a Cousy, you just throw over your shoulders, sure. what I've done. I don't know. It was a big one. I don't know if I throw him over my back.
2: He just might not to quarter him up. I'll throw him over my back. We'll be all right. Yeah. I'll just, get him out of there. You just, you just throw him over your back. We'll get him out of there. Don't worry about it. I call Alio. I've, I've been training Tyler. He's ready. So a guy works at me. He used to live, live at his parents' ranch in Mexico, and they 20 hunters a year would come through there, kill deer, and his job was to pack them out. So they have this way to tie their feet up, and then they mm-hmm. carry it out like a satchel.
1: In front of them.
2: yeah. So their legs go over up the blunt, shoulder, shoulder. And the ch- yeah. yeah, and then they're then they can hold their head like this, like mm-hmm. a football cradle, yeah. and walk him out. He's a little That's awesome. He's been working out too, because he got he he came to America, and what happened to him is what happens to most people that come to America. They gain weight from all the fast food, so he he realized that he cut it out, and he's working out. So he might be able to pack a deer out for you. I like it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to all us going down all those rabbit holes. It's <laughs> exactly what we want to talk about. But, yeah, we wanted to just talk about hunting and preseason hunting and packing and all that. If you guys got any questions um, for Cody or I, or if you have any tips that we could share with the audience, DM us, please, and we'll... We'll try to get your knowledge out there. Thank you for listening. Thanks everybody. We'll talk. See you next week.